I think you're qualified for this job. Uh, how about a starting salary of $5,000? Yo, mama. Uh, $7,500 a year. Your grandma. $15,000, Mr. Wilson. You'll be the highest paid janitor in America. Just don't, don't hurt me, please. Okay. Okay. You want me to start now? Oh, no, no, no. It's all right. I'll clean all this up. But take a couple of weeks off. You look tired.
feet, four feet, four where we bought that thing all on the running food, yeah. Hot tomatoes and the red heart. Yes, she got them for sale, I mean. Yes, she got them for sale, yeah. Hot tomatoes and the red heart. Yes, she got them for sale, it's too hot, boy. Hot tomatoes and the red heart. Yes, I she got them for sale.
trombone playing man where is my daddy tell me where is my daddy with that big long sliding thing i even ask a man that played a steel guitar he said that you don't need him to be moved eight to the bar he brought his amplifier and he hitched it in my plug he planked it and he plunked it but it just wasn't good enough cause i need my daddy need my daddy with that big long sliding thing I said, mm, my daddy's back. I opened up the door, and there stood Piano Jack. He said, I came to do some tinkling on your piano keys. I said, don't make me nervous. This ain't no time to tease. Just send me my daddy. Send me my daddy with that big long slide. Thing. Well, the first time he played, I asked him how it was done. He said, I blow through here. Then I work my fingers and my thumb. I slide it right out. Then I slide it back again. And I get a lot of wind. And then I Oh, Zulus? No, I usually want. Uh, uh. Wish I had a glass 
deputies brought 17 dead. Black is black, South Africa. Camera, action, blood and shoes. Remember the mountains of shoes? The commemoration of 69 slain in Sharpville? The militia swarms down on the marchers, the township, and disenfranchised children become angry bands of roving youth, throwing rocks and epithets at billy clubs, automatic machine gun, tanks, cannon. It's sanctioned slaughter. Two cops transform a protester's head into mulch on the six o'clock news. Within minutes, the Patriarch of America too appears via satellite. Will he increase his hardline policy towards South Africa? No. The situation of apartheid is deplored by all, but these were rioters. And some of the police who stopped the violence were black. Video pornography. Piosis, he blames the slave for slavery, whitewashes and soft petals genocide. I'm out of my senses. Split, splab, home of the lynch mob, land of the vigilante. World War II is now taking place, an economic holocaust. Who remembers Mary Smokes? Who remembers wounded me? Who remembers the night of the long knives? Kent State? Jackson State? Attica? The Greensboro Five? Geronimo? In 1819, I was stoned to death in the streets of Philadelphia by three white women. Who am I? Hello, for months later, I am fighting to stay in the classroom, no opened mind. I'm teaching Lord of the Flies, telling the youth about Manson and Jim Jones's Temple of Doom, sympathy for the devil, Altamont, Hell's Angels. And this girl looks up to me and says, are you making this up? Tim, who remembers the tongue of the man who has no tongue?
the hell else there to do? I want a mission. Not a gig or a good time. I want a mission. This is going to need slick legs and despair. Come walking my way with an achy step. Shipwreck souls, desolation, paradise. Found over wonderland of lost souls. Staggering around, arms outstretched, cooking for something. Lonely hero man sitting on the crest of the apocalypse. Says something like, uh, Hey, sir, I'm a man away from home, and my soul is out on loan. Could you throw us down a bone so I won't be all alone? Because I want to see it all, and I want to have it all, and I want to see it fall, and I want to take it all away. February 13th, birthday up and down my spine, the time is mine, I'm feeling fine, and I take this one thin dime, call my mind on the phone and say, say something to warm her heart, say, uh, your boy done fucked up, and a bit of hard luck, went down a wrong trail, that was a wrong
trusty drill and he told me to open wide he said he wouldn't hurt me but he'd feel my hole inside long john long john you've got that golden touch you thrill me when you drill me and i need you very much Yes, when he got through, he said that will cost you ten. Six months from now, come back and see me again. Say you're supposed to see your dentist about twice a year, that's right. But I think I feel it bobbing. Guess I'll go back there tonight. Long John, Long John. Don't ever move away. Say, I hope I keep on aching so I can see you every 
riding from side to side. You say you're stuck around for just one last ride. Well, I'll show you go, just as soon as you can. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Let your fingers do the walking. 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 You spend so much time telling me about yourself and your kind. There's so many of you now, and I want to know, how does your army grow, and so on, man, and so on, man, so go on, man, so go on, man, well, so long, man, let your fingers do the walking, 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 hey now, hey now, I got a halo above my head, gun in my hand, I can do no wrong, no wrong man, time stands still and takes a step aside, my credit is good anywhere, anytime, all the girls know my name, but there's none by my side, I'm a man among man, walking tall with a plan, you can send it around the world, you can hold it in your hand, you can bring it on home, I'm Armageddon man, it's written on the wall for a good time. FM, if you're listening live, stick around to watch a movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. And the word on the street is the movie's going to be full length.
best piano of all. I played everyone in the neighborhood. I never played a one that sounds so good. I got a shot, a bad beat, a boogie woogie too. But when I play my jolly roll, you all know what to do. Oh, baby, let me bang your box. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Wow, what a theme song. Oh my God, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Really You're happy here. to do this one because it's a switcheroo. Oh, my God. We are doing a switcheroo. We are so excited. We are so excited to be streaming first right now on Mutiny Radio, as we do every Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You go to mutinyradio.fm. You hit play now. Boom. We are there. We are part of a full afternoon. You just heard... Round Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and then Ugly Sundays at 4. So we're right in the middle. We love being here. We love that Mutiny exists. All we say is contribute to Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and throw a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. Except no substitutions. We are also a podcast. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the name you need to search on your podcast app. And then boom. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. As you can listen to it, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, as our title says. Yeah, so what we... is our title again? It's L W yeah. A. That's for A. Yeah, so it, it's abbreviated, Carl. Oh. Let's watch, for example, is the abbreviation okay. of "Let Us Watch." The three okay. words, and then the letter A is actually an abbreviation for "A." Uh huh. Like because, sure. Yeah, because the next abbreviation full hyphen length length yeah it starts with a consonant so the a abbreviation is actually pronounced uh when you Mm do anyway fascinating (laughs) fascinating we are also broadcasting right now on mutiny we're not broadcasting we're on youtube as well so you can see us video and you can watch the movie with us so the idea is you go we're going to watch full length movie on youtube i'm going to tell you what it is okay here's how it works you have a phone (laughs) 
Oh my god. All right, Carl, what is the movie this week? What are we watching? I don't know. Ghost in the Machine. I don't know. This is a switcheroo. I'm going in cold. Ghost in the Noonday Sun. Peter Sellers, right? Yes. That is so correct. We are watching. We're doing a switcheroo. Carl usually watches these movies <laughs> numerous times, takes copious copious notes, and then also produce, writes a theme song, edits the show. Years ago now. Yeah. Okay. So I am going. I watched a movie. It's called The Ghost in the Midday Sun. In the Midday Sun, and that is from 1973. Go ahead and type in "Ghost in the Midday Sun" in your YouTube search engine. We are looking for the YouTube channel VHS Archives. Wow, like VHS tapes. Right, that's short for video, horror, um, and home. suspense, right? Like, like, Isn't it video home film or something like that, right? V- video home cassette. VHS, system. video home system. Well, I know the V stands for wow. video, and the S Please, is system. My brother. Mm-hmm. We'll and then at home. At home. Okay, video at home, S archives. Okay, so now you said put in the YouTube search engine, ghost in the new midday, noonday sun. Noonday is all one word. Yep. G H O S T. Of course, I Listen, know you knew There's that. one ghost. 1973. 1973. You're going to find it. You're going to see that crazy Peter Sellers face. Click the link. VHS archives hosts it. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're all going to watch this movie. Let us watch together. Let us watch it together. So when we say go, you're going to hit press play. But I have a special treat for you. We have a special comedian, a celebrity comedian, that's <laughs> going to do our countdown while you go find this on YouTube and get yourself ready. Ooh, i got to get my collar, pop my collar for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still wearing my mini radio shirt. It's underneath here, as always. Hey, hey, your collar's popped. You now you so you do have a ring around the collar. I Girls on film. Girls right, on film. We just derailed this show. Hi, welcome back to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Go find Ghost in the Midday Sun. Hit link, hit pause. We are now going to go to our celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jim Stencil. Welcome, Jim. I'm happy to be here. I'm not in traffic at all. (laughs) Whoa! What happened? Call back. We're going to have... Wow, how did I blow that? We're going to have to start it over. All right. Well, listen, Jim Stencil, you are a, uh, you are out there and you are on the move. You, I'm I mean... on a bridge. <laughs> so, look, I never asked you really, are you an official comedian? I mean, the way we bump into each other is through podcasts, through In Hot Water Show. Are you a stand-up comedian? Great question. Great question. That's a kind of a questions i expect to hear on this show no i am not i am i don't even know what i would consider myself a personality uh-huh. oh look at this there's a guy just pulling over there's a guy pulling over yeah. to pick me up on the side of a road hey, a unbelievable oh 
You ever get anybody else who's gotten picked up off the side of a road? This is the best celebrity comedian countdown ever. Unbelievable. I just got a ride on the side of the road. Some people now no, I am not a stand-up. Uh Mr. Driver, would you say I'm a stand-up? He wouldn't say that. Now I love Carl. Carl the jokes, one of the greatest jokes that Carl that I've ever run into. <laughs> So how did you get involved with the In Hot Water podcast with Gino Bisconti and everything? I mean, usually it's comedian-based. No, no, great question. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I tell them all the time, I was just a fan. I'm just a fan. Can you put on a light in here somewhere? There we I'm, go. I'm a fan at heart, but uh, one thing led into the next, and... Uh, I guess now a personality, I would call it. I always call myself a personality. Well, not how call did myself you get a... to be an in-studio guest? I mean, you were a fan, and what? Did he hear about your podcast, get to know you that way? Well, that's just it. I don't know. I, I just went and started uh, hanging out, and I never tried to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess I'm just funnier than most people that go in there or something. So I think so. Yeah, you think so. So I guess yeah. you're all so not funny that just a, a generic fan mm -hmm. was allowed to uh, <laughs> come in. And that's what happened. There's not enough funny comedians in New York. Because you know the problem with comedians in New York? Because they won't let people like Carl into LOLs because they're all filthy Italians. Yeah, and they're okay. all named. Uh, what's that guy's name? Just to let the audience know, I I tried to do a set at LOL Comedy Club. <laughs> you know, Visconti invited me down. He wasn't able to put me on, and uh, so yeah, I, somebody. Uh, what was that guy's name that didn't let you in? Let's get his name out there. Lyamelli. It was some. I dumb. forget. I forget. Listen, because... the the point is, you comics are so full of shit. Like like mm -hmm. Carl is fucking funnier than half the comics. I've ever seen anywhere. I go see shows all the time, and fucking Carl is funnier than all of them. <laughs> and then, then I hear about, then I hear about he can't get on an LOL. Are you guys fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, they don't no, 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 Carl, you see the like face. Ray Carl, shut up. You're like Ray DeVito. You fucking apologize too much. You're funnier than these people. <laughs> these people aren't funny. Carl is fucking funny. Yeah, that's right. That's why I'm going to yes, get involved in arson Stop apologizing. and burn LOL down to the ground. <laughs> we'll burn it to the ground. It's totally unbelievable. Now, even though you're not a stand-up, recently you have been sharing the stage with the stand-up as you are now involved in prop comedy. Tell me about uh, that. Listen, as we all know, prop comedy is the highest form of comedy. Yeah. No one would ever deny that. Mm -hmm. Right? You were at the prop comedy. You were at the prop comedy experience. You were at the prop comedy experience. Anyway, it's one of the greatest uh, gifts to laughter is prop comedy. And and regular comedy is only dialing that back with words and all that. Yeah, so yeah. It's I'm like very words happy. without the props. It's weird. Yeah. It's like words. It's like words if it took skill. Listen. And I'm very happy to be a part of Steve Conti's prop comedy experience. Yeah. But I don't know where this is going to go. Who knows where this is going to go? Maybe we'll bring it back. Maybe. Uh, but we're not booked anywhere right now. There is no future 
venue that will be. Well, happening. you're the head writer. You're the head writer. The prop shop CEO, Steve Conti. I know. All right. Well, I'll call him and try to get some gig going because this must have legs. This must continue. Oh, it's One got legs. Opinion. Great calves, too. <laughs> okay. So, listen, you're also a big part of this Ski Mask Collective. You've got that podcast, and there's the Sports Mask Podcast. Oh, it's totally talk about this. Yeah, how did you get started with that, and who is behind the mask, and anything you want to say about your Patreon? Uh, you've got it going on with these podcasts. I mean, you're a celebrity. Well, you're taking it a bit too far, but I thank you for that. Yes, Sports Mask Collective. I've never been wrong about one pick all year. I've called Great. everything. Bet with Sansel, we call it. Sports Mask Collective. The Ski Mask Collective, we just talk about everything that goes on in uh, podcasting in general. We call yeah. it out. We say the names. We don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes us anything. So we're out here just to basically ruin our careers and <laughs> say people's names. So that's why we're on Ski You did a great job on Ski Mask the other week. Yeah, thank say. you very much. My one appearance. One of I'm our favorite guests. Yep. <laughs> All right, I gotta go smoke weed with this guy. Oh, okay, okay. So tell us, Jim Stansel, how can people find you out there on the internet? You know, get to this Ski Mask Collective podcast. Give us, give us the dish on how you get. You know, how we catch you out there. First of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. Where can I find this podcast? Is what I want to know because I, I think Carl, Carl the jokes is Carl the jokes really gets my funny bone. I yes. Would say. Well, so everybody where, where watching this podcast already knows how to get us, but how do we get you? All right, I'm gay. Listen, Mask Collective on iTunes and YouTube. Sports Mask Collective, iTunes, YouTube. Well, not only iTunes. Most podcasts, anywhere you ever find audio, they're Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever. You get the mm -hmm. videos on iTunes. So we got Mask Collective. That's our flagship show. Yeah, and then we got Sports Mask Collective. That's my show with my friends. We got Sad Chad. That is Ski Mask hosts that with a a cavalcade of friends because Chad sucks. And uh, that's it. Check us Obviously. out and Patreon.com slash Ski Mask Media support us. And we put ski up mask random media. bullshit. <laughs> and I thank you so much for having me. Carl. Okay, this now is great. Jim, I'm sorry I was late. No problem. Everyone at home is poised to press play on this movie at the same time we do in the studio. So everyone at home is going to stand by for your countdown and hit play at the exact same time. So why don't you go ahead, Jim Stansel, and give us that celebrity countdown. countdown. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to listening. Welcome to the Flickering Lights. It's a Nick. We have a little uh, twinky twink piano twerp. <laughs> we have like two opening theme songs. So this is a pirate ship. They Spall. are going to yes, Carl. Crossbow. Oh, right. Okay. So we are here, and uh, we this is like a silent movie setup with the black and white. We see that Peter Boyle wearing the turban is Ross Muhammad, the pirate captain. And he's the highest in the ship, lowest in the ship. There he is, old scratch himself. 
Dick, Dick Scratcher. Say it out loud again. Dick Scratcher. Okay, old Scratcher. We've all been there. <laughs> well, you know, it gets so muggy on those pirate ships. Uh, so they are. There's a storm of brewing. So what the captain's going to do? He's been stealing money for the Algiers. You know, like pirates. This is 17th century. Did I okay. mention that? And back then, the pirates of the Caribbean. If does does that exist? These pirates of Caribbean would 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 steal shit and bring it back to their king in Algiers. Okay. But there's a storm coming. So Peter Boyle's like, hey, why don't we pretend we're a silent movie? You play the piano, and we'll go to an island, and we'll bury the treasure. And then when the storm rises, when the storm is over, we can come back and get it and get bring it okay. back. Okay. Now this is all rinky dick music. There is a ghastly reason why I think they set it up as a silent movie. Okay. And I just want we're right into the plot, so I, I'll get into this. This film is called Ghost in the Noonday Sun. It's third film really directed by Peter Medic, who's a Hungarian-born director who's done. He's wind- very popular though, because like. I don't know, like maybe it's a war or something, and you're always hearing people scream his name. Medic! The doc. He he directed this movie. It basically ruined his career, he thinks. And he actually, there is a film documentary about this movie. This movie wasn't released. This movie was, 73, it was released on video in like 86 or so. Yeah, like it was forgotten about, or yeah, I understand. It didn't really have yeah. a release, and they were like, "Okay, we got this thing. Let's make a little money." The video box says it's the missing Peter Sellers classic. Okay, so it was missing. Peter Sellers had this idea. He they met up in Hollywood uh, at a diner, and uh, he said, "You know, my buddy Spike Milligan from the Goon Show mm-hmm. wants to adapt a children's book about pirates," and they took it, and then it was a disaster. And Peter Medic just made it recently, a couple years ago, made a documentary about this film okay. itself. And that film is called The Ghost of Peter Sellers. So I watched the documentary and I said, oh, my God, I got to see if this movie exists. What year and was it made? Was Peter Sellers alive? No, Peter Sellers, he said, I waited till they're all dead. The okay. director's 83. This came out in 2019, 17, maybe. Interesting. So he, he spilled the beans. He spilled the beans on this movie. And about Peter Sellers, and it, particularly this scene itself. Why don't I kick I, it off? They shot this film, this scene, the second week of shooting. Peter Sellers had a heart attack. Oh, okay. and he had a history of heart attack. There he is. Say goodbye to Peter Boyle. That's the last you'll see him in the film. <laughs> He's on Everybody the cover. Loves Raymond is waiting for him. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Everyone loves Raymond movie. He doesn't. You can't even hear him speak. It's all you know placards. So Captain Jean-Luc. Peter Sellers had a history of heart uh, attacks, right? And so it was very serious. Are we seeing him pre-heart attack right this second? Yeah. Okay. This is all, but it was during the shooting of this scene that he had a heart attack. And they had a helicopter. They're shooting in Cyprus. They had a helicopter out to a hospital. The director said two days later, he picked up the London uh, Evening Standard. And there was a photo of Peter Sellers going to lunch at a fancy London restaurant with Princess Margaret. He had faked his heart attack to get out of shooting this movie. And You're he did it during the scene. Are you kidding me? This is like the documentary indicates this film was a total fiasco in every way. And that was like, boom. The later. Okay, so we're two weeks into shooting and he yeah. 
gets out of it. He gets out of it because he really loved it. He loved Spike Milligan. He loved the thing. He, even though he was married, he was dating Liza Minnelli in 1973. Everything really? was great for Peter Sellers. Liza Minnelli broke up with him and that, the day before he, the shoot. Okay. So he was in no mood. The, the director said he loved the first week it was on the boat and it was beautiful and they had some beautiful shots and then everything went to shit. Mm -hmm. But I should mention this is so I'll, my research is basically watching the documentary okay. and taking notes. And I'm just going to let you know the information. I did a, a cursory search on the internet for some items and some of the actors. So I got a little more information. Okay. But basically, this film is based on an old... No. So it's based on a children's novel. Guess what year this novel came out? 1918... 1643. No, 1965. Oh, that was... What is... Oh, why didn't I just... Sid Fleischman wrote a bunch of, like... He wrote Blood Alley about his World War One experience, but he wrote a lot of pulp novels... And then he also started writing children's books about What's like his East last Coast. Name Sid? Fleischman. Fleischman. Yeah. So uh, Sid Fleischman wrote a book called Ghost in the Midday Sun. And the story is uh, this New England boy can see ghosts. Well, he was born okay. at midnight, this kid. So the pirates show up on the coast. Right. And what's, what we're watching right now is that. Now he killed the captain. So right. And he said. And then he went to the he went to the shipmates and said, "Listen, I killed the captain. I'm the only one who knows where this treasure is buried. So I'm, I'm captain, captain now. now." But he didn't right. tell him he killed the captain, did they? Tell he tell him? Yeah, he threw a a, a sword right into Peter Boyle's. Uh, no, but did, did he tell the crew? Yeah, he said, "I killed the captain." Wow. Okay, I saw the. I know where the treasure is. I'm the captain. Right. So that's the thing. So now he's looking at the map. And again, okay, it's one this more question. Yeah. He was the lowest member of the crew. Right. Old so Dick, do they old know Dick. it's him? Or do they yeah. Think okay, okay, okay. The whole the whole pirate crew actually was on the island helping. Okay. And he was making uh, a soup, beans, and yeah. Peter when Boyle. Yeah, they're going to be ready, motherfucker. Okay, so look, we're changing pace. I want to play the music because it's... You remember the sound effects in the Monkeys movie, Head? Yeah, I do. Okay. We get a lot of, like, Richard Lester... Uh, monkeys, British uh, pop sensibility in this. So he's gonna, he spent 20 years and he walks out and here's the sound effect. What do you mean by 20 years? What? What'd you, what'd you say? Well, anyway, he is 20 years have passed. Why? And How? It, Why? He can't find the treasure, he can't find the, the map. So he's been like in his room basically uh -huh. and he comes out and he's like boom you know he he doesn't know where it is so what now he wants we're in to... color right so this is this is 1973 they shot this this is no okay. special effects okay they actually so the producers got a second hand oh here comes the second music we had the uh, little piano music up front and now yo ho we have a, a full-on pirate ballad is it a sea chanty? Let's hear it. I can't hear it. You sang over it. Okay, here we go. Copyright infringement. Clive Ravel again. Oh, he was. 
where did we see him before? Well, we saw him in Modesty Blaze, and we saw him in the movie with uh, uh, <clears throat> Bob Hope, a murder, murder. Oh, she, right, the the TV movie, Murder that... Television. What was yeah. it? It was murder King, uh something. Masterpiece of murder. It was yeah. It had Ghoulies Professor, and right. uh, they stole the. He tricked them into stealing the paintings. We yeah, uh. was in that. He was the gallery owner. Well, you know Spike Milligan. I don't know if you know Spike Milligan. He's like a comedic force, and he was in a movie we saw. Okay, was he okay? I think I do know him, but I only know him like later in his career when he, he did this. Tell me what he was in besides this Peter Sellers radio show. He was the landlord. He was Barry McKenzie's landlord in The Adventures of Barry McKenzie. Okay, I remember that guy, and he was talking about the electricity. You have to put a quarter in. Yeah, People right. Were... Uh, so Spike Milligan wrote this, and like Peter Sellers was into it. However, he comes in, and Peter Sellers, you know, he's in one of his moods. The first thing he does, fires the two producers. Okay. So no one knows anything. So the, the production sucks on sea and on land. This is a secondhand uh, African cigarette boat that they repainted and built as a pir uh, pirate ship, and they added two steam engines in there, and they drove, they drove it. They sailed it. To Cyprus, the, uh, the island they're shooting uh -huh. from Greece, and people could say, like the director's like, people are like, I see your pirate ship. So it arrives like two weeks later. They see it in the coast, right? Oh, this they're is an interesting. And the first thing the boat does is crashes into the rocks the first day they arrive because oh, the, the, the captain was drunk and they he took a churn. So. <laughs> they fixed it and they shot this and everyone was happy. So this the boat stuff, especially when you see Tony Francisco, the swashbuckling guy, and sellers together, that's the first week. Okay, wait, I gotta stop you first. Oh, yeah. I know that comedian. I gotta stop you for a second. So he's woken up, it's twenty years low. Uh, he didn't wake up. He, he, he couldn't up. find the map. Been lost at sea. They've just been lost at sea. Okay. And what is the crew's attitude? I mean, I cannot believe a real world in which Hey, the captain's been in there for like sure. two years. What's going on? You know. I just say this movie <laughs> it, it leaves the real world a couple times. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, you know, you have to take things with a grain of salt. They will kill the captain the moment the captain shows him the treasure. I thought so, it, I thought it was cute the way the little kid, if if that's what I'm looking at here, yeah. had, had the ship. Well, they this is still shot in Cyprus. They didn't have the money to actually go to Ireland, but. They is have landed... he a Cypriot? The what? Well, people from Cyprus, they're called Cypriots. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, that's, it's its weird, but it's true. Hello, Cypriot! So um, these Cypriots are now, they're pretending to be in Ireland. They uh, built a little Irish village for this movie. But they landed, and um, this is Ireland. So they're going to get some food. When they're sitting down and they're eating, the mother's probably going to say, my boy was born at midnight. And what okay. the premise is, this guy, the cook, Dick Scratcher, is going to say, well, as a pirate lore goes, anyone who was born at midnight can see ghosts. I'm going to kidnap this boy, and we're going to go to Treasure Island. This is a very original story, by the way. Uh -huh. And he's going to conjure the uh, Peter, Seller, uh, Peter Boyle, and the dead captain will tell me where the treasure is. Okay, now, 
Will we see Peter Boyle again? Because you had said no. Never. Not his ghost. Now he won't appear. They as... won't even, there's not even a fucking ghost in this movie. They have like uh, his shipmates pretend, dress up as a ghost. But you okay. never, there's no, okay. nothing that really otherworldly in this movie. <laughs> Peter Medic, the script was not finished. They Medic! Medic! They okayed the film Columbia Pictures for $2.6 million. There was no script. Sure, it's and... Peter Sellers. It's uh, Spike Mulligan. I mean, we got a winner here. Yeah, we got a winner here. Uh, but it was it was a total disaster. So, problem is that okay. So here, weird sound effects going on. Oh, so the Irish are singing while they. Well, no, no, it's like actually the. There's a singer at there, but they're all waiting for the food. They haven't really eaten a real meal. It, it's, but I mean, can we hear dialogue now? Is it a talkie? Yeah, it's back to a talkie. Okay, okay. One of the amazing things about the documentary is that the director had a like a pristine like 4K print of this movie. It looks uh -huh. nothing like this muddy piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, like, it is patchy and. There's one point in this movie where they get the red plague. They fake a plague. They get the red plague, and you can't tell what color the plague is. Okay, here we go. They're eating vegetables that have been prepared. Right, hysterical. Right, this is their comedic. He said the, the first week when they shot on the boat, it was great. It was not easy. The entire crew was on the ship. Right. 110 so people were on the ship and the, and the talent. They had a generator boat tied to the back. So they wouldn't capsize. Then under they had wires going from the generator boat underwater to a big arc light that was on the pirate ship above. Uh huh. They had to shut off the engine to uh to hear the actors. And they had to shoot before the sun went down and yeah. the boat was rocking the entire time and the crew was getting seasick. The weather was getting bad. To make it look like they were off the shore, they had to go five miles so there was no land in the shot. And people would get sick. And so Peter Sellers is getting pissy, right? right. And the <laughs> real producers are not there. He fired them. There's no one. And this guy, like, medic. So there's medic. someone to complain to? Yeah, medic. Okay, go ahead. He's not a, he's, this is the first nautical adventure he shot, right? And we okay. all know from, like, Waterworld to, like, the James Bond movie with Sean Connery underwater, they're boring. Water movies are dull. Uh, like Moby. Yeah. Uh, not Moby Dick. Uh, there was that recent movie. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Long Vessel. <clears throat> I mean, I'm Avatar, Way of the Water notwithstanding, I'm sure, but I feel like when you're in the water, it just doesn't really interest me. Like, you can't fight underwater. Well, I know what you mean. Like, there's nowhere to go but the ship. That right. makes you give this limited feeling, and there's not. I don't know. Are we being fair to ship faring movies? They're so boring. No, there's some rollicking ones. I mean, Mutiny on the Bow is a classic. Okay, they shot out there. One now, interesting, one thing about this movie. So they were saying like shooting on the boat in the water was a disaster. It was right. people getting sick. The weather was shitty. They had to cancel, and Sellers wasn't showing up. One of the scenes in the documentary, he's talking to his friend, and they're on the boat sailing on the open sea. And with a digital camera, it's so easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just set the camera, and boom, you go back and forth. Okay, now he's realizing. About the, okay. 
Yeah. He's. Let's go. Okay, he's going to basically abduct the kid. Have we had a chance to listen to Sellers? He sounds like Robin Williams in Popeye. I haven't heard him. Go ahead. All right, we'll go. See, he says he's selling this guy. Now, this is an actor named Tony Francesco, and I apologize if I get his name wrong. He was married like four times. He married Shelley Winters. Uh -huh. He had. He had a, a big star lead, but he was a very combative guy, and he lost a couple of TV pilots, according to his IMDb, mm -hmm. for just being combative. They didn't want to renew with him. He was friends with Peter Sellers, and Medic got him on the Medic got him on the uh, yeah. cat in the film because he knew he was a buddy, and they had they were excited. They never worked together. They never worked again. They had such an amazing fallout. I'll show you the scene. Oh, they have a. Fu I mean, in real life, they okay. Yeah. The documentary was it talked to one of his ex-wives, the wife at the time, and it was saying like, although probably maybe the same wife. I don't want to be disrespectful, but okay, he would get his goat. He would call like sellers would call him like, ah, you dumb American cowboy, right? Just fuck with him. And they were on the boat, and there was a scene, and he was fucking with them. And when the scene was shot, uh, and sellers back was churned, then he went up with his sword and was about to hit him, and he stopped. Like, but he did, you know, the motion. And, but he did the motion with earnest. He was really. No, he was. He was really. He wanted to fucking hit him, but he he restrained himself. He, he okay. was about, you know, he he went that far. So Bert, Peter Sellers' driver, saw it, told Sellers what happened, and Sellers says, "I do not want to be in a single frame with this man anymore." So you will see on the boat scene. I know nice. this scene is like whatever, but in the boat scene, you'll see the buddies. And then there'll be a scene where they're not, he, you'll see, they're okay. not buddies and they're not together in the scene. It's really weird. Okay. All right. So, uh, and also getting back to the boat, because we'll Wait, be on. We, there's the ghost. Yeah. So basically he wants to take the kid for a test drive. He goes to a cemetery and says, all right, kitty, do your thing. <laughs> but as the wind blows a, a, a sheet over the kid, look at this. Died 103 of alcoholism. Thank God. <laughs> so, so Sellers mistakenly thought he saw a ghost just before he got knocked out. Yeah, so he I think he passed out or something. Are we abducting this kid right this moment? No, the kid's already been abducted. Well, he fell and hit his head on the tombstone and he oh, was right. knocked unconscious. <clears throat> Why are they wrapping him up if they're not abducting him? Oh, maybe they are abducting him now. Oh, okay, it's really okay. just it's just murky. I mean, the the print is murky, but the storyline is murky. They had a problem, so this film was not going well, and they were blaming the director. And unbeknownst to the director, there was like this shitty. Uh, uh, it wasn't an email back in seventy three. Well, okay, the correspondence. Yeah, but they did send them a telex. Okay, and the telex was like, you know, you need to learn how to be a director. This is a disaster. I, I have it. Uh, who said it? Like the the studio or something? Carl, what what number do you have? Don't you dare, Michael. No, Spiegelman. I just I just moved my uh my state. Okay, just 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. The years are passing by. Tell me when you get to thirty, okay? Two. Twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Okay, great. Okay, let's let me hear where we're going at. So yeah, I guess he's been Shanghai now. Huh? 
Oh, right, right, right. So the other crew kidnaps him. So Tony sees him, and he says, what happened? And one of the, here's one of the jokes in the movie. I've been kidnapped. You've so been kidnapped? Free? You're just a kid. Yeah, he's letting him free. Well, he's letting him, he's untying him and letting him on. And uh, we're going to go see him. But basically, he's he's now part of the crew. You know, it's one of the reasons why I thought the story was written in the 1800s, because it's pretty similar to Robert Louis Stevenson's shit. Yeah, well, maybe that was the model. So <clears throat> he's not going to be... <laughs> there you go, kid. So yeah. he's not going to be abducted like he's tied up. He's now like... Now they've shanghaied him, and he's part of the crew. Right, so he's going to hate the scratch. He hates Dick Scratcher, you okay. know, as most most people do. And then uh, he's going to be buddies with this this suave guy, Tony. And again, okay. like, this is like the fun, this is the fun times in this movie. The Cowboy American. Yeah, the Cowboy American. Let's see if I can get his voice. It's like the worst, it's a very distinct pirate voice. <laughs> but he did a shitty job acting like... Or is it supposed to be comedic? He stopped showing up, you know, and they would have to wait for him. For sellers or for? Uh... Sellers. Okay. You know, the other guy did, he was there, he was there with his family. Like everyone was on the fucking island of, Cy of Cyprus. So they yeah. they were able to bring their families. And uh, they actually had one of Peter Sellers' daughters talk. She's about our age. And just saying that she would never see him. And then when they had birthday parties, it would be super extravagant because it was the only time they really saw each other. And she just took it for granted. You know, she just assumed that's what it was. Okay, so these two actors are terrific. And yeah. the older of the two, uh, actually, uh, the guy named Jamie, oh, I wrote it down. Uh, it's Murray Melvin was on the documentary. And the other guy... His name Jimmy, Jamie, Jamie, James Fuller. James Fuller is the one with the sideburns. And then the actor. Oh, yeah. This is, they're British. Oh, no, no. They... Yeah, they're British. So they, they see this ship. Now, this is like a really funny bit. This movie is like an old All right. Well, the guy with the sideburns, the, the fussier of the two, spoke, speaks to the director. Uh -huh. And the other director, the other guy passed away, but. He was like a beloved actor. There's a strange sub-story that it's evolved, it involves one of these guys in this movie. So let me set up the joke. The Brits are coming. Here's the British music. The Bye. Brits are coming. The, do, the Brits are coming no. now. They're the Navy of yesteryear. The brilliant idea is that he's going to put makeup on everyone. They're going to take a ship on the shit on the poop deck so things smell, and they're going to say they have the red plague. Remember the red plague? <laughs> no, you can't tell in this print. I swear to God, I thought they had like the brown plague. <laughs> well, they're coming up here. They're very. This is you know, and the guy was upset. He said we were only in one scene to at all. Like these guys show up, promises like a good movie is going to happen, and then they leave. And I'm playing the music so you'll set up the punchline. So the director was saying, like, they ran out of budget, and when they were shooting, they had a cheap being on the open sea. So you'll see shots where they're like, look, it looks like at the open sea. 
Right. And then there's other ones where they just put the camera down low on the boat and mm -hmm. shot it that way. Mm -hmm. All right. So do you see that distinct red mark? Oh, I know that guy's face. I could be wrong. I think he he has to be the older uh, octetarian in the documentary. This was 73, and the documentary was like 40 years later. Yeah. 40, yeah. So it's interesting because he's still bitter about it. So he's this, supposed to have red dots on him? Yeah, exactly. And in the documentary, it's clear as a bell. And in this, this print with the tracking, the, the cute little tracking in the bottom, mm. it's not the greatest, but it exists. And I like that. <laughs> yeah, this is YouTube and this is our show. I wouldn't have it another way, really. So if they're basically saying, you know, you pirates are now under the Brits and we're going to take your shit. And by the way, what's that red mark and why does it smell like shit? <laughs> And they'll say, oh, we got the Red Plague. And then they're like, meep, meep. I'm out of here. Beep, you mean Roadrunner? Yeah, they're out. Beep. And then there's a there's a punchline with the music and the uh, film as they, they escape. So there's not much of a plot going on, right? No. Well, I don't know. So one of the things was that Sellers got so pissed off, he, you know... Uh, Medic received. Yeah, they received a nasty telex saying it's all the fault of the director. He's pissed at this guy. He's not really talking to him or this and that. So he says, "Get Spike Milligan on the island. He's going to rewrite this fucking movie." Okay. While they're shooting. So look, they all have the red plague. We got to go. So here, check out the music. It's sped up backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very nice. I swear to God, if this movie was nothing like bits like this, I would love mm -hmm. it. 93 minutes of fucking bits like this? God bless. But it's not. When, when Spike shows up and he starts changing things, the tone of the movie is completely different. That's weird, and that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I don't think he knew what he was doing here. You know, like, he, they talked to uh, Spike Mulligan's assistant. I think like, right. they were they were an item because she still lives in that house, but this gorgeous house in London. All right, so here's the deal. The captain's saying, we're going this direction, and Smiley is saying, that's bullshit. It's actually the island's that direction, so set Who's up sail this way. All right. Who's Smiley? Uh, the swashbuckling guy, Tony okay, Francisco. that's his name, Sw Smiley. No, I don't really remember his name. Oh, you just call him that? Okay. Yeah, it helps me sort him out. One of the pirates himself, the one with the brown glasses at one point, right. he looks like that comedian that you, you saw. He was actually from Cyrus. And he said that they interviewed him in the dock, and he said... Cyprus. Cyprus, yeah. yeah so yeah. he was there, and they, there's a scene that they pretend it's Algiers. It's shot in the market there. And they stopped, and he went to the com get buffet, commissary, and they stopped him. They said, extras can't eat here. This is right, right, only right. for the actors. <laughs> He said, what bullshit? I'm a fucking actor. And he was thought like we were treated by natives. He wasn't the only one being treated this way. They had a riot and three-fourths of their extras left and they took the costumes. They had this a is riot? On land. What was the complaint? That the, the British film production was treating them like shit. You know, what like they, they weren't able to eat. They, they weren't able to go to the craft services. They were, you know, they were dressed up and it was poorly, it was poorly produced at this time. Uh-huh. So when you see that scene, like they all left and they had to go back to the actual market, the the production crowd, 
and rebuy the item, the costumes they left with. All right. So let's see what's going on here. That's mutiny. Okay. He goes, well, we're we're gonna we're gonna mutiny. And he goes, What's mutiny? And he goes, We're gonna stop working. And Peter Sellers <laughs> stop working. That's mutiny. That's funny. I'm telling you, there's some great bits of this. But it's like it's like really cool cherries in a big bowl of nasty ass jello. This film. Mm -hmm. Like you can't wait for the the cherries are cool. All right, well yes, this, the jello. It kind of reminds me a little of Cabin Boy. The Chris Elliott movie? Well, it's on, that's on a ship. But it's a funny movie in parts. You know, there's there's some parts where just nothing happens. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Hey, I'm a talking cupcake that spits tobacco. I remember that like, cheating... Um, what was she? She was like an enchantress, kind of. Right, oh, the Anne Magazine? Oh, no, no, on the... Uh... No, like he goes into that cave and there's like a woman with a lot yeah. of arms or something. A lot of arms. And, and then her husband comes home. Right. He's like, ah, you know, and she has to play it <laughs> off. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Art. I, I liked how he ate the chum and he thought it was like a Look soup. at this. The kid just looked in the camera. He said, you're going to be a pirate. So they, they, they put down their other fake flag and put up their true pirate flag. So... Mulligan shows up, and he plays a character that's from the book, Billy Bombay. But being Spike Milligan, he's Billy Bombay from Bombay. And basically, he's an old shipmate. He also was able to see ghosts. That's why uh, Peter Sellers knows. So they're going to meet him, and he's going to say, I'll get you the treasure. I have my own treasure on that island, too. Okay. But that's uh, where well, here we are on the boat. The premise here is... We've got to get in contact, or, or at least Peter Sellers does, have to get in contact with the ghost, you know, right. Peter Boyle, find out where the treasure is. Right. So here they find a, they're ready to attack this lone ship, although there is one thing on the ship. It's it's abandoned? But yeah. Course, okay. There's one, I think this is where they find it. Yeah, and they have the cheesy fucking music. Listen, I mean, this is like the... This fast speed voice. It is a trap. Whoa. This was shot intentionally like this? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they just had nothing there. So they just, you know, he he had the burden after this experience to edit the film. You know, Ooh, yeah. so the, the medic, okay. so he uh, he did what he could, you know. And so a lot of these scenes, they're sped up with crazy sound effects because uh, he's trying know. to make something work. Yeah, or maybe it was intentional. Like the the spirit of the film, like it's sped up like this. Maybe, but he had to make from the time of writing, like this. Yeah. Was part of... Okay. But it's not that funny. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of these look like medieval knights or something. Why are they right? If we were in colonial uh, 1600s, we shouldn't see. Are they Spaniards? And they yeah. Still... So they're, this is actually changed to 1700s in the Caribbean. 
Oh, because so. he woke up 20 years later? No, he didn't wake up, Carl. He just now, Yeah, I keep saying that. He was looking for the map in his court. And the next thing you know it, time has passed, and it's 20 years later. So it's like, that was just done to be a gag. It's funny, right. but the right. plot still... It went from the silent movie, the Nickelodeon flickering images, to present day. Okay. Present day. Oh, so he it's said, listen, you can go out there, you know, being a pirate... You're a real pirate. I want you, Yeah, I love pirates. Boys love pirates. <laughs> now, there's a fly bothering him. Right? I mean, okay, it's that'll just, be our comedic premise. He's just doing his own thing at this point. Yep, killed the fly, Carl. <laughs> now I can go to sleep. The first time I watched this movie, I go, oh no, the boat's going to go. Okay, this is kind of like... Okay, but they I, don't play that out. It was just... No, again. no, it's fine. Yes, this is the abandoned ship. It's abandoned, but there's a duck on it. We already saw the abandoned ship, and there were... People. But here's another ship. He Well, he doesn't see anything right now, Carl. Because the cap is on? Because the cap is on! Oh, I... Yeah, they're basically going... It's called a duck hunt. And they find a boat with a duck. So guess what's going to happen in the next ten minutes? But 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 how is this getting him closer to Peter Boyle? They're they're sailing towards the island. We're, okay, we're heading. So they're on their way to the island, and they're they're bumping into things, and we're right seeing little little set there. pieces. Okay. It's the journey, Carl. It's, it's a baby boat. I don't know. It's. I really, 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 really paid attention. The scene because it was like I didn't know what was going on. They basically chased the duck. They they're gonna go on shore trying to shoot this duck while the duck's waddling. That's it. That's the whole. That's the whole scene. Surrender! you saying to the duck? You know, I'll give you. I'll tell you the story of the. They're trying to be fun. Yeah. Now, you know, he, he went through the boat like that. That gag was used in a cigarette commercial that was shot during this time. Okay. Peter Sellers went up to the director. It was the first weekend they had. And he said, hey, can you do me a fave? Me and Spike are going to shoot a Benson and Hedges uh, commercial. Can you direct it? Okay, we'll okay. shoot it on the island. They set it up. That guy, Jamie, one of the, the British guys, he's there. So basically, they're breaking into steel gold bullion. And they stopped the security bell by putting a Benson and Hedges pack in the bell. And this okay. is on YouTube, this commercial. Okay. And when they leave, Jamie wants a smoke. He sees a pack on the desk, takes it out. When he opens it up, it's empty. The guy said, well, take the one on the cigarette. Take the one on the bell. So he takes it, and the alarm goes off. Gotcha. So they have to jump into a boat. Spike Milligan is covered in gold bullion. He breaks through the boat. Okay. The end. Problem yeah. is... Both Spike Milligan and Peter Sellers are uh, spokesmen for the Anti-Smoking League, and they can't touch the box of cigarettes they tell the director during the shoot. Okay. Why did they take the gig? Peter Sellers got a brand-new Mercedes-Benz with cash money, tax not tax money, but cash money, in the car. <laughs> That's the reason why they did. He got $50,000 in uh, pounds in, in cash, cash in a brand-new Mercedes-Benz Spike Milligan got five uh, five thousand pounds. And the other guy got five hundred. That's very heavy. Five 
thousand pounds. Had, I know, I can carry. Have it. a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. Okay, so now they're at Algiers. This is so. This is where the king is but waiting. We're really for... in Cyprus still. Yeah, this is beautiful. I mean, he walks around Cyprus saying nothing has changed. Six thousand years is still the same. What is only forty years compared to the beauty? So yeah, so it's gorgeous. It looks, it still looks like this. And they're saying, shit, the king wants us to give treasure. So, oh yeah, they, they go as sure there could be dancing girls. Doodly, 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 do. And but he's not gonna... true, or it is true. He's just revving up the ship. There's not going to be any. There's only two women in this movie: the woman who served the food, and then in a sight gag later. But it's all guys. Well, Wasn't a woman singing? Okay, two women. Three. Three. Okay. So there was the Irish women and then a gag later on. That's it. So they're coming ashore. They have to give the king treasure. This is the uh, Sword of the Prophet ship. And he, okay. the guy's waiting for Raz Muhammad, the captain, to come. So he says, look, I'll tally up. Whatever you got, we'll give it to the king. Here, I'll play so you can hear his talk. And, and like, is he going to get a pathetic collection? Eggs? Locks? Here's a, oh, look at that. I find the kettle. Right, so here we are, a little disaster. What? My watermelon dock stand. Now, the king is examining the other ship's bounty. Yeah, what have you. Fair enough. Again, everyone in this scene is going to fucking quit, riot, and steal their shit and walk off. <laughs> but right now, we're seeing a scene. So he, he's showing all the treasures. The and documentary gonna get... is, I think I need to see it. I mean, I, I you do a better job researching because you go through multiple sources. I just felt like this is so analog. Mm -hmm. What was the film saying that maybe I'll spoil the party, but I absolutely recommend the documentary. Here's their treasure. There's a treasure. You must take your honor. Your mother never won. What ship are you? Here we go. Oh, oh the ship. Oh, yeah, I got it written down right here. I got it. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. It's on a piece of paper. The sword of the prophet. So he's here. He's gonna, the king's going to explain You're it. Late. You're late. Years late. Years late. And where is Ross Mohammed, the captain? Oh. He was killed. But he was supposed to Ross the captain was supposed to go to the Portugal Islands, right? And, uh -huh. and take she's like How did he go? He's like, Oh, I was supposed to get like slaves and riches. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, there's the joke. How did he go? He went eh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there's fucking jokes in this movie. <laughs> How did he go? <laughs> like that. Here and there, and all the maps went overboard. It's the first time I was ever with a thief. So he is Irish uh, too? No, he's not. Okay, okay. He's but he's not like the thing pirate. Yeah, but we when we see pirate, we think of like Johnny Depp. We think of Arg, Yarg. Right. But he's like a mother like he's Popeye on the set of uh, the movie. Yeah, he does have that little Irish thing. Okay, well, you know what? He says to the king, 
I abducted this boy who's going to find treasure. And the king's like, oh, I like this little boy. I'll take him. And they're like, no, don't take my boy. My boy is going to find the ghost. Don't you understand? I need him. Okay. So yeah, so he goes on like that for a while. Yeah. So we have a storyline now. There is to... something Irish because he's like a farer, you know, yeah, like I, it's I hidden it. in his pirate accent, but it's definitely like a C like I uh do you, have you ever listened to the Goon show? The no. radio show? No. Do you know no. of it? Yes, I know of it, and always from researching, and it's always about where Peter Sellers started. And right, of course, it was him and Mulligan at the same time, and uh, it's funny. Like it's incomprehensible. I used to listen to the records at the library, you know, right. the listening table, but it was uh, incomprehensible. Was... Like it's so 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 silly. The accent, the humor. Okay, so this is Tony, right? He's having a he's talking to King and he says, Don't worry about it, King. I got it covered. Once Scratch finds the treasure, I'm going to kill him. And the king says, Well, I hope you kill him slowly. And he's like, Oh, I hope so too. Don't shut it from him. This man is such a coward that if I talked to him, he would die by heart attack. What do you suggest? Please, I am. Yeah, please. <laughs> Let him lead me right to the treasure. And then put him to death. Right? This is like such a long movie. He's been doing this for 20 years now. Uh-huh. He's waiting for the captain to, to show him the treasure, and then they're going to get him. Yeah, see, that premise, but it's just a silly, silly thing, so it's okay, but it isn't it's, reasonable yeah. that they would still be in this pursuit right How much is the treasure 20 grand i mean i know and aren't they pirates can't they find another start another yeah, no pirates go around robbing and stealing well I everything's guess. swell and dandy but the kids abducted so they gotta have to rescue him before they leave no and they want this kid just because of the truck okay everybody knows the plan yes Okay, here's the other. This is it. This is the one funny scene. Bombay. Under Buckley, you get all of you in the right? Then you put the under there, right? Now you put your money here, right? Put your money there. That's it. Okay, I'm gonna play the audio when him and Sellers meets. This is the only funny scene in the movie. This is it. You know, we're talking about, you know, the gems. There's. If this whole movie was this scene that we're gonna see, I will tell you this would be the best movie in the world. Because it's so out there. So he knows it's Billy Bombay, his own shipmate. And the way Mulligan plays the, the three card Monty is so funny because he's really doing it. So watch his hands. All right. It's there. He wins, but he doesn't collect any money. He just takes his money back. He just gets his money. The director told him, keep hitting that that, that tree branch. We can talk here over there. So 
he'll be back. 